and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I'm your host, John Harris, and on my right-hand side is my right-hand man, Gabriel. Ooh, we might talk about video games. We might talk about video games today on the Rock Metal Podcast. We'll change it to the video and game podcast, where you can do videos and games and video games. But today, <laughs> most importantly on the Rock Metal Podcast, we have Illyrian. They have a new EP called Aegis. Aegis? Aegis? Which is released Aegis, on you bet. Aegis. On October 15th, right now I'm being joined by Jeff to share some more information about this stellar release. Why all this talk about age? I'm starting to feel old. Jeff, great to have you on. John, Gabriel, nice to meet you guys. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Well, thanks for writing some good music. I'm trying to remember exactly. You guys in Calgary? We are in Calgary. Yeah, you're up in Edmonton, eh? We sure are. I was trying to remember because Curtis sent me a bunch of stuff. Everybody listening in, Curtis is uh, the magical guy who uh, does PR. So if you're interested in your band and you want to know about PR and getting exposed, hit me up, let me know. I can get you in touch with Curtis. And I remember he sent me a band and I remember one of them being in Calgary and I just had this like flash where it was like, Illyrian, they're from Calgary. That's us, the one and only. The one and only, bam. So cool, we could take a few minutes to celebrate, pop some champagne. Uh, You guys had a historic moment last night at time of recording. Yes, um, yeah. So we we released this EP last uh, last Friday. It came out um, playing the EP release show this coming Friday. Um, it's it's quite a you know as much as we're celebrating the the release of it uh, and that being kind of the start of a, a new chapter. It is also an end of an era. We are um, losing not one but two members of the band uh, as of Friday. Will be their last show with us. So um, our guitar player Kelly Haig, she's uh, stepping away. Um, as well as our drummer, Darren May. Um, you know, Kelly's been with us since uh, just before COVID, and, and Darren's been with us just shy of seven years. So, um, you know, lose, losing half the band <laughs> as of Friday. So that's, um, you know, it, it'll be a big day for us. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Uh, maybe you guys shouldn't be so hard on them or something. Well, <laughs> yes, it's, it's probably a li- at least a little bit us, but you know how things have been the last 18 months with stuff in the world and, you know, priorities change, life, lives move on and, um, you know, we wish them all the best and, mm-hmm. and the Illyrian train will keep on rolling. Yeah. Groovy, groovy. So then I guess if it's not too terribly personal, none of my business sort of thing, but what's the plan from here? Do you guys have some replacements? Did they offer up somebody when they put in their two week notice? What's going on there? Yeah, for sure. So, so right now it's a little, you know, like Scott and I are going to continue. Um, you know, admittedly the waters are a little murky as far as uh, you know a, a static plan of what's going to be happening. Um, Scott, who's the other guitar player and uh, another one of the vocalists, he and I are the um, kind of creative pair of the band. So he and I do all the writing, um, you know, instrumentally and, and lyrically on my half. So. You know, between the two of us, we can continue writing. Um, we could we could honestly kind of turn out an entirely new album just between the two of us. Um, so we are fortunate in that sense that from a creative perspective, we can keep going forward and, and keep collaborating and, um, you know, kind of take our time uh, auditioning members and, and trying other people on. You know, we don't have to find two people to continue making the music, at least from a studio perspective, obviously from a live perspective. Um, that's a very different situation. Uh, you know, we, we have a couple guys that we have been able to fall back on for kind of fill-in positions. So, you know, if a, if a really good opportunity comes around, you know, a, a bigger band comes through and they need an opening act, we're able to kind of get some, um, you know, I guess I'll use the word hired guns to, to step in and, and help us kind of, you know, play shows and all that. But, you know, ideally, um, that's kind of a short-term situation. We are looking at auditioning members, um, you know, trying people out. So, so if you're listening to this and you're a, a guitar player or a drummer in the Calgary area, 
um, looking to join a, a, a thrash death band, um, please hit us up. You know, we're we're happy to accept all applications coming up here, and uh, we'll probably start that process in earnest. Um, you know, we'll probably take a few weeks after the show and just kind of settle. Um, you know, say goodbye to Darren and, and Kelly, honor that, and then and start that audition process. Probably, uh, you know, late November would be my my estimate. Okay, perfect. Now this episode is going to air probably around late November, if not early December. So therefore, everybody listening in, that information is going to be current when this airs. So if you're listening in right now and you're thinking to yourself, I want to be in this band, I want to be in a lyric, and I want to try out, how do we do that? Yeah, so uh, you can reach us on all the usual social channels. If you have us on Facebook, you can just shoot us a message on there. Um, you know, another easy way to do it, you could just reach us via email. Uh, our email is just illyrianband at gmail.com. Illyrian is spelled I-L-L-Y-R-I-A-N as in November. Um, you know, hit us up on Instagram. Um, if you have Scott or I on Facebook, it's Scott and Offercheck. Um, you can just shoot us a message as well. And, um, you know, we're, we're happy to just kind of have a video call like this or, you know, get into a space together to go for a beer, see if it's a fit. And then we can kind of talk more uh, thoroughly about the, the audition process, what's involved in that and kind of go from there. Mm-hmm. Which brings, I'll be a devil's advocate, fly on the wall here for a uh, brief second. Jeff, do they have to be in Calgary? So Darren, when he joined the band, was living in Banff, um, and he, the, the mad lad, was was okay commuting, uh, you know, an hour each way for band <laughs> practice. Uh, eventually, he did move to Calgary, but that was for I think we did that for about a year. Um, you, you know, with with the nature of um, collaboration and, or sorry, the nature of just you know, with with COVID and people having to work remotely, like the the world is a lot more equipped to to deal with remote collaboration and stuff like that. So, you know, if we think it's a really good fit and somebody isn't local um where we're willing to at least um you know entertain that idea just see if it is a fit um you know we we are a band that likes to get in the space together regularly and and kind of do things in that organic fashion but you know with, with the way things are um if there happens to be somebody in edmonton or somebody in, in alberta that's a really good fit they just can't come to calgary on a regular basis um but they're you're able to collaborate keep up with us and then show up for um you know shows and, and any kind of applications tours and such like that then then yeah i think there is a you know a very strong case be made for somebody like that mm-hmm, exactly and i don't i don't know how i was going to connect the dots on this one but um the drum playthrough video for age of fire i'm watching right now uh, you guys have a sense of humor i dig it thanks we try we try to a big a big cornerstone of us is to um not take ourselves too seriously at, at least in the um I guess the narrative or creative or performance perspective, you know, we, we take ourselves seriously in terms of insofar as the business side, the professional side, you know, that, that has a place, but we don't want to, um, you know, be melodramatic or, or talk too sociopolitical about our, our themes and our, our lyrics. So, you know, everything we write about is about video games or comic books or, or just stuff that we like. And we kind of like to go out and have fun and we want our fans to, to have that same experience. And so you, you'll kind of see that through line through all of our content, um, you know, kind of trying to be just a, a little goofy and a little less serious about things. But the light, you know, life is too serious already, man, right? Like we don't need more serious metal bands. We need uh, more party metal bands in my opinion. So, mm-hmm. speaking of which, I'm watching a video uh, right now. I think released 19 hours ago on the Facebook, and somebody's got long hair and biceps, and that's Scott. Yeah, so that's that's the other half of Valyrian as of uh, as of Saturday. So, yeah, we did a little uh, spoof on Commando. Um, so he's getting ready, and, and and Scott always gets flack as he's you know he's clearly a great looking guy. You can see the man; he's 
chiseled out of marble and uh he was so worried about releasing this video he's like oh i have to you know if people are gonna think i'm so vain and narcissistic i was like no it's hilarious like it's it's fine please go ahead so yeah we honestly we uh a lot of a lot of a lot of feedback we hear when we when you talk to fans you know just fresh festivals or whatever and they'll say hey you, you guys are the illyrian guys like we love your videos you know we don't even think <laughs> we like our music but the first thing we hear is oh you you're the guys that release those funny videos we have little skits that we do or whatever so we had a, a full house when we released like a year ago and it like it blew our metrics like it performed like something like 400 times better than anything we'd ever done on the internet so we often joke if the band falls apart we'll just be a skit comedy team instead because that seems to be doing okay for us Mm -hmm. there could be a message there from the internet gods Yes, yeah. As to, uh, you know. The age of the internet. The age of the internet. (laughs) The next album, yes. Now, speaking of uh, video games, things you like to write about, what is this EP about? Is it a theme? Were you looking to compile certain things together? Yeah, so this one actually is is straight up uh, about a, a very specific video game. This one is a concept EP uh, about a little video game called Dark Souls. Um, Dark Souls came out, uh, it'll be 10 years next month, actually. Um, you know, if, if you haven't heard of it, it's, it's kind of known for, um, it, it sort of came out of nowhere and was this very punishing title. Um, it it came out in an age, pardon the turn of phrase there, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> where a lot of video games that were coming out were kind of these, um, you know, sort of, I'll call them like Disneyland rides, you know, like you, you, you pay your money, you get the experience you're going to get. It really kind of takes you along. You see the spectacle, the credits roll, you move on with your life. Um, you know, I remember when the game came out, I was kind of, I, I've been a gamer, you know, most of my life and I was feeling a little disenfranchised by a lot of the games were coming out then. And then, and then Dark Souls comes along and it, uh, you know, it doesn't offer any help whatsoever. And the first boss kills you immediately and just, you know, really kind of did one of these to game design at the time. Um, and really evoked an, uh, an older era, an era that was before my time as, as a gamer, but, um, and, and people really kind of took to that. Um, and said yes like this is you know thank you for respecting us as players and like um, really enjoyed the difficulty of it Um, and there's a lot of you know kind of personal pieces around that and you know at the time I was sort of going through my own mental health issues and um, kind of having the space to um, you know kind of have that level of control um, kind of push through something to to end up in a triumphant position like you know I, I don't want to be too dramatic about it but you, you kind of learn something about yourself when you when you do kind of beat your head against the wall and keep pushing and keep trying and um, you know do succeed come out the other side and you know even if it is just a video game I think there is still something really uh, important to that kind of experience um, so Dark Souls has always had a you know a very special place in my heart as a result, and um, we wanted to try doing a concept album for for our next release. Um, you know, at the time we wanted to do a full album, kind of as as factors came into play. You know, COVID ended the picture. We decided we'd rather do an EP. Uh, it's a little more focused. It's it's our first time doing a concept album. You know, we only have to cover four or five songs as opposed to. 10 or 12 songs and and sort of exploring that whole process so um the ep front to back is about an individual character um from dark souls he's uh you know sort of a, a character in the lore a character named lord Gwyn. um you know sort of his his rise to power and then you know being in power and then the hubris and, and all that falls and then you know kind of the the falling of his kingdom and um it, it's a very like ancient greek style of story you know that kind of classic heroes rise and the the fall from grace and all that so 
um, yeah, high level. That that whole album, that whole EP, front to back, is about that character from Dark Souls. Okay, is that what we're seeing in the lyric video for Age of Chaos? It is, yeah. So the the very opening shot you see, that's the album cover. Um, so there's four quadrants in that circle. Um, each of the quadrants represents a different song on the album. So that top one, that actually is the character, uh, Gwen. You can see him with his, his crown and his lightning bolts, and he's hurling lightning at the dragons. So that's all kind of, you know, that first track and, and how he, you know, kind of rises to power. He slays these dragons that are, um, uh, they have been, you know, kind of controlling the, the earth as it is or the planet they live on, the plane they live on. Um, and then the, the frame after that is sort of the, the opulence of it. Um, you know, they build this kingdom basically on the bones of these dragons and, um, you know, it's a, an age of prosperity and uh, it, it's sort of the, the high point of this. Um, but, you know, slowly that power begins to dwindle and, and an event happens where they try to uh, recreate this, this flame, which is where they draw their power from. Um, and they, they kind of botch it because you can't just, you know, it's, it's playing God, right? So they create something else that spawns uh, a bunch of demons is essentially what happens. So they create, they create life, but it's life that seeks to destroy them. So that bottom frame with that hideous looking demon with the eyes and the sword, he's cleaving the guy in half. Um, that actually is the Age of Chaos panel. Um, that's a, a Capra demon from the video game. It's, it's a boss. And uh, oh, my cats are coming to introduce themselves it's not a ghost there's a cat behind me (laughs) and then the last frame is uh is you know the the same kingdom but it's all dark and you know it's uh, the age of dark it's after that that invasion has happened and the demons have slaughtered everything and the kingdom has fallen and so very high level that's what that's about um the this story um that it tells is very cyclical in nature like there's you know in the game you actually kind of take over right after that happens and you sort of start your own circle of things again so um, the iconography you see, uh, even just insofar as the dark sign, which is that ring of fire in the middle, that's a, you know, that is like the logo for dark, for dark souls. Um, you know, like nature, um, kind of history repeating itself. Those are a lot of big themes you see through the game. And so, um, we thought that would be very emblematic if we used that kind of imagery in our artwork as well. Mm-hmm. I agree. Tell us about your cats. Uh, sure. So this one's lady. Let's see if she'll let me pick her up. Uh, she will. She is not very, uh, she's pretty shy. I see that. <laughs> Say hello, lady. Yes. Uh, I've got another one who, she's, she's a very typical cat. You know, she's definitely on her ninth live. She's uh, very cautious, very wary of strangers, keeps to herself, very high alert. My other one, his name is Kush. Uh, he's he's definitely a first-timer. Uh, big, <laughs> brown, vacant eyes and uh, always demanding for food. Um, yeah, they're, they're a brother and a sister, but I actually got them about uh, eight or nine months apart from each other, just kind of in a, a twist of fate. I, uh, had, you know, I got Kush, and then I went looking for a second cat quite a, quite a bit later and just happened to, to track down his biological sister. And yeah, these two have been my kids for about three years now. Wow. So, yeah, <laughs> I actually thought it was the the ghost from Phasmophobia. <laughs> I, sh- I should have just said it was a ghost instead. Like, oh, this is my resident ghost. Yeah, you can't see him, but he's he's chill. Uh, have you ever played that game, Phasmophobia? I've heard of it. Yeah, no, I'm not great with horror games. To be honest with you, I'm a bit of a baby with horror games. Horror movies are fine, but you gotta when I have to play the character. You know, you always you always watch horror movies. You're like, I would never act that way. No way I would do that. I play a horror game and I'm like, I'm not going to that door. Forget that. No, no, <laughs> I know what's behind there. I ain't doing it. <laughs> so I'm not very good at horror games, admittedly. Hmm. Okay. Well, apparently my son is. I'm learning things about my son right now as we speak. <laughs> 
I can't do anything anything horror related. My wife likes to do the uh, like the real life true crime stories. She likes to listen to those. Right. And when we first met, she was like, "Oh, let's go watch you know some real life true crime documentaries or whatever." I was like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." And I'd watch one, and then she learned very quickly that I become paranoid within hours. Yes. If not yeah. even within minutes, like double checking the doors, making sure everything's locked. I'm the same way, man. You know, it's, it's a different story <laughs> when it's a true crime thing. There's some disturbing shit up there. Pardon my French. That's uh, mm-hmm. there's some some really uh, really ugly sides to humanity that come out in those things. Yeah, I very... think we should play it. it takes two sometime. It takes two, babe. Yeah, no, it's it takes two. It's fantastic. Okay, it's a fantastic game. All right, it takes two. Yeah. Talk about it. Talk about it takes two. Then for two seconds. Uh, yeah, sure. For two seconds, a really high level look at it. Uh, it's made by a developer by the name of Hazelight Studios. Their whole mantra is um, kind of pushing games in a unique direction. Uh, their last couple of games have been co-op focused, co-op being cooperative. Uh, so you and another player, um, you know, their, their game before it takes two is called A Way Out. It's about two guys trying to escape from prison. And it's this whole narrative that, that goes through that. It takes two is about a marriage that's falling apart. Uh, and then through kind of a, a series of events, they, they kind of have to they find themselves in this sort of fantastical situation that they have to work together to get out of. Um, so it, it kind of has a subtext of relationships and and sort of, you know, each person growing apart from each other, but having to work together and uh, truly quite a unique experience and very good for, for folks that aren't uh, typically gamers as well. It's meant to be very approachable. Okay. Basically, it's just a game where um, the real body's got ton of plot and now they're just dolls and all that's left is just their voice so now they're trying to get into their house in order to get into their real bodies gabriel i think you and i should start a podcast about video games <laughs> sure hit me up on a on a cellar i'll friend you on hypixel <laughs> yeah yeah sure that's funny thank you I for your explanation your name. <laughs> i'll just I'm, eat spanish I- rice that's <laughs> yeah. Thank you for your contributions to this podcast, John. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> we'll you give you your own microphone. Uh, your username in uh, the, the Skype chat. Sure. Well, that's cool. Making friends here on the Rock Metal Podcast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> except you have to. It's the age of friend making. <laughs> I like that joke. I'm just gonna keep except just that. in Minecraft. It's the age age of blank from here on out. That's. Mm-hmm. Age of Spanish rice. That's right, the age of Spanish rice. <laughs> We're making up so many ages. The age of gaming. <laughs> the age of gaming. The age of gaming while eating Spanish rice. <laughs> if it were Teen Titans Go, it'd be the age of the Spanish the rice or something. Yeah, totally, totally. Tell me of the age of the eating of the Spanish rice. <laughs> Yeah, Long ago. I think you should watch that show <laughs> yeah, totally. I know. Well, then Robin would want to tell the story truthfully, but then Cyborg would come in and say, no, 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 I got this. <laughs> this is the true thing. He's just trying, he's just going to tell us some gibberish that that, that wasn't real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that's basically the, the episode in a nutshell. Episode in a nutshell. Well, Illyrian in a nutshell is the age of... A nutshell. Blank. To death and thrash metal. More, more death on this one? That's too, that's too long of an age. It's the age of uh, party metal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll call it that. Yeah, party metal. You should start a new genre. And just call it party metal, and then you could have post-melodic, progressive, technical party metal. Perfect, yeah. Yeah, folk party metal, yeah. Yeah, folk party metal. So it's it happened 500 years ago. What would be there? <laughs> 
Oh, 500 years ago, it would probably be flagons of mead, uh, wenches, which is probably not politically correct to say anymore, but 500 years ago, I mean, that's, yeah. uh, yeah. um, probably some sort of thinly veiled class struggle, uh, probably between like orcs and humans, um, some message about humans being the real monsters, I think this is probably be, you know, and then I would kind of tie it all together nicely with uh, a very happy, harmonious message, probably involving more flagons of ale. Yeah. So I actually just looked up the word wench because I, I've heard of it. I just haven't really ever looked up the definition of it. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. So a female servant at a tavern. Mm. That makes sense from that perspective. Uh, or a woman of socially low class. Oh, that's less fun. Yeah, and then it gets even worse from there because then it gets into lewd, promiscuous, or prostitutional women. Yeah, I believe it, it is now a derogatory term, whereas once it meant just a, a server. Um, yeah. So in, in a lot of the, the – I guess we'll call them period pieces, but they're fantasy. You know, It's often like, yeah. ah, bar wench, another flag in the veil. And it's like, ah, you know, <laughs> uh, a lot of these things that they came out of the 80s and 90s and earlier, and you're like, yeah, those were, those were different times. So. Mm-hmm. And 500 years ago, certainly. It was always a good time for Spanish rice, though. <laughs> well, it's, all, it's always a good time for <laughs> friending me on my Switch. Because I also have a Switch. You've got a Nintendo Switch. Big secret of mine. Big secret. Yeah. Yeah. And I have three games, though. Yeah. If we had more time. I, uh, I use my Switch liberally, so I'm with you there, brother. Sweet. All right. Well, let's go ahead and finish it up because we got to move on to our next call. So, Gabe, I appreciate the enthusiasm. Well, let's finish it up and keep focused, okay? Okay. Cool. So we've got it about the EP Aegis, Aegis, available now everywhere that you listen to music. We've got two videos available down below, Age of Fire and Age of Chaos, that so you can go ahead and check out. If you're interested in trying out for the band, um, Jeff gave us some of that information earlier. But, Jeff, if you could once again soundbite what you're looking for, and how they can contact you. Yeah, for sure. So we'll be in the market for both a guitar player uh, and a drummer as well. And if you are if you happen to be a vocalist, in addition to that, even better. Uh, we'll probably be starting our audition process probably towards the end of late November or by the time this episode airs. Um, you could reach us on our usual social channels, Facebook, Instagram, probably the best ones to, to get in touch with us. You could also just send us an email at illyrianband at gmail.com. That's I-L-L-Y-R-I-A-N, band, at gmail.com. Beautiful. And so basically what I would argue is that if you watch the Age of Fire drum play through and you can do it, then there you go, right? If you believe it, you can do it. That's right. That's well, right, he, baby. He, he's not even a drummer, so. Okay, cool. Thanks, Gabesy. Uh, yeah, so there it is. Everybody listening in, drummer, guitar player, right in, especially if you're in Calgary. We also <laughs> chatted about Dark Souls video game. Owning multiple cats and how many cats it takes before you're a crazy cat guy? <laughs> it takes two. Full circle. Boom. That's oh, that's wait. Basically, that's basically Val in a nutshell. Yeah. And then Spanish rice. So we're going to have to jump on to the next call. But um, EP, Aegis, out now. Everywhere you consume music. Jeff, thank you so much for coming on to the show. Pleasure chatting, boys. Take care.